from January up to this time, we can never say thank you enough that you daily load us with benefits and your mercies towards us has never come to an end. Sometimes we don't know why you love people like us. People full of sense. But Father, we are here tonight not because we please you so much but it's because of the blood of Jesus that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Our sins are many. And tonight, oh God, we dip ourselves in the blood that is still flowing. And we ask for your mercy. We ask for your forgiveness. We ask, Father, that you will give us one more opportunity. Tonight, there is no better place that we can be than in your presence. As the year is coming to an end and we are entering into another year, we pray, oh God, for divine direction. For you have promised to direct us and instruct us and show us the way we should go. You said in your word that with your eyes you will show us the way. Tonight, Father, we are ready. Father, that you will show us the way. Holy Spirit, we submit ourselves to you. Come and take the driver's seat and lead us How can I describe a God is indescribable? Let's sing it. How can I explain a love that's Sing it from the beginning. How can I describe? Help me to sing it. A God that's in this world. You can never explain your love. Sing it. A love that's on a slave. Oh, I'm lost for words. I'm lost for words. How can I sing it? How can I describe? You can never describe the love of God. A God that's indescribable. How can I explain a love that's unexplainable? A love that's unexplainable. Oh, 
that came to my mind as we were singing this song Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 6 for thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God the Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth verse 7 the Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number than any people for you were the fewest of all the people but because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt Moses was trying to describe why God loves the people of Israel but he went around the circles and he could never find a reason why the Lord loves them you see that's why we are singing about this song I mean how can we describe a God who is indescribable so when God sent Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let his people go Moses said when I go and Pharaoh asks me who sent you what should I tell Pharaoh because even me myself I don't know your name says don't worry when you go tell him I am I am has sent you I am has sent you how can we describe a God who is indescribable hallelujah the other time Moses cried to the Lord said Lord show me your face the Lord showed him his back he didn't show him his face God is indescribable hallelujah sometimes you say that God's ways are crooked no it is your ways that are crooked you don't, under, you don't understand him. But I believe that in the next year, he's going to guide us. He's going to lead us. And he's going to instruct us in the way that we should go. The Bible says that with his eyes, he will show us where to go. This is our prayer tonight that Lord lead us in Jesus' name. Please be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. So our topic is divine direction. Divine direction. And we learned from Psalm 32 verse 8 that God says in his word that I am going to instruct you. And I'm going to direct you. And I'm going to show you the way you should go. And the Bible says that with his eyes, he will show us the way. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uncertainties make people uncomfortable. If you are uncertain as to what to do, you become fearful you become unstable. If you know your way clear, you are very confident. 
Hallelujah. And in this world, you can never be confident without God. You can never know where you are going without God. Even if you have a GPS, you will get lost. The most important thing is to know where to go. And then to have somebody who also knows the way. And show you. Even sometimes the GPS, they take you the longer route. You see, before you can come back to where you are supposed to be, right, you would have gone and going off track. You are at the mercy of the element out there. But the Bible says that he will instruct us. He didn't say that I will force you. He says, I will instruct you and I will direct you and I will show you the way to go. He says that with my eyes. Sometimes we can look at somebody and the person will get the message. If you are very close to the person, you can just take a quick look at the person. The person, the person will get the message. You don't have to say, hey. with your eyes, you can move a lot of things. And people who are clueless will be standing by and they will never know that they are negotiating your sale, but you don't know. So we realize that God has so many ways of leading us. God leads us through the word of God. He leads us through prayer. He leads us through the Holy Spirit. And he leads us through our pastors. And yesterday we talked about one. The Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can even die before your time. You can die before your time. You know, after we finished the service, I I went home to have a short sleep, and then I went to Delaware for a funeral. And I just said to myself that, oh, this woman should have uh, uh, stayed around, you know, until next year. So she didn't have the opportunity to even see the end of the year. You know, and when I saw people wailing, and I could see their frustrations, that if it had been their will, they would have, you know, you know, resurrected the lady from, you know, from the coffin. But all the wailing and crying did not, you know, raise the lady. You know, and I realized that in life, things can be very painful. You know, things can be very painful. Sometimes you start life with a lot of hope, with a lot of um, faith, with a lot of zeal, and suddenly something will happen that will blow you off. And if you don't have God, you will go mad. Yeah. You see, every young man and every young woman has aspirations. Sometimes you have uh, um, illusions. You imagine how your life is going to be. You know, you live in a, in a dream house. 
I don't know what that means. In a dream house. You have a dream family. You have a dream job. You have a dream passport. You have a dream everything. And you will find out that life will deal a very bitter blow. You know, and you don't know whether to hang yourself or to, um, to park and go back home. And where you came from, to, it's not easy. I recently came from there. It's not easy at all. So we need the Holy Spirit to direct us. The Bible says that he has not left us alone. It says, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. I am with you. You may think that God has forsaken you. He is with you. And he says, don't let your heart be troubled. We must hold on to this word. Don't let your heart be troubled. When situations come your way, when things seem not to be working, don't let your heart be troubled. When you sit in a jumbo jet and it's about to take off, you see the roughness. It's very rough. But when it finally takes off and then the plane enters into the cruising speed, you you cannot abort it. At a point when the plane is about to take off, no matter what happens, you can't abort it. It has to fly. And that is why the Bible says that don't let your heart be troubled. A lot of troubles will come. As we enter into the year 2016, a lot of troubles will come. But the Bible says that don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. No matter what comes your way, get up in the morning, look your face in the mirror and tell yourself that don't let your heart be troubled. I am with you always. I am with you always. The elder brother. The elder brother told his father when the prodigal brother came back. He said, I have been with you all these years. And you have not even given me a kid to celebrate with my friends. Sometimes that is how we come across. We tell the Lord, I have been with you all these years. I have served you all these years. I have paid my tithe all these years. Wherever we are asked to, you know, to go, I go. And you have not given me a kid to celebrate with my friends. It's because you don't understand the one that you serve. What was God's response? He said, son, I am with you always. I am with you. Always. And everything that I have is yours. What I have is yours. Anything that our father has is yours. Hosea 4 verses, the Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. If you know that everything that God has is yours, you will not ask for a kid. The reason why the the elder son was asking for a kid 
was that he didn't know what belonged to him. How can you ask for a kid if everything that the father owned is for you? That is why the Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. So the Bible says that don't let your heart be troubled. I am with you always. I am with you always. Let this verse sink into your spirit. Know it. That God is with you always. I'm with you always. I'm with you always. And don't let your heart be troubled. One of the the lady's children came to read a tribute. And she said that one day, there was no food because their father died early. And one day, the mother had no food for six children. And then the children asked, what are we going to eat? He says, the Lord will provide. And the woman went into her room and started praying. And she was armed with scriptures and started praying. As she was praying, she heard a knock at the door. Somebody had brought food. The Lord had provided. Don't let your heart be troubled. Behold, I am with you always. I'm with you always. Recently, I woke up and then I took my Bible. And the verse I saw was John 14. Don't let your heart be troubled. And I asked myself, where is the the other reference? And the Lord took me to Matthew 28, 20. Behold, I am with you. Always. It settled a lot of things for me. Because I was going through so many things. And I believe that the Lord wanted me to see that verse. Reverend Lawrence, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. For behold, I am with you. Always. If you know the Lord is with you always, you won't say that I have been with you all these years and you have not given me a kid. The reason why you don't have a kid is that you have not asked. If you have asked, you would know that you don't even have to. Because all things belong to you. When you open your father's fridge, do you ask for permission to drink Moscatella? Why? Belongs to you. It's in the house. The Holy Spirit will guide us. He will guide us. Angato. God will guide you. And he will show you the way to go. When you are being guided, you don't struggle. Pass here, you pass. Go here. There is no recalculating. Nah. Hallelujah. So, we learned how the Holy Spirit guided two people in Genesis 24 and in Esther, chapter 2. Abraham was looking for a wife for their son. And you see how the Holy Spirit helped the servant to bring a wife for the son. Hallelujah. A brand new wife with zero mileage. The car has never been driven before. 
when you look on the clock, zero, zero, zero. From dealership with all the rubbers and everything on it. It was not a car with a highway mileage. No, fresh car. You understand? The Bible called the lady a virgin. Brand new. With zero mileage. You understand? And we also learned from Esther. How the Lord helped her. By submitting herself to the Holy Spirit. Haggai. Haggai knew the heart of the king. Haggai had accompanied with the king for a very long time. So he knew the heart of the king. He knew who the king was looking for. So Esther, through the, through the wisdom that God gave her, made friends with Hagar, who represents the Holy Spirit. And when the time came for Hagar to choose, when the time came for Esther to choose the things that she wanted for her purification rites and whatever, he said, you know what? Whatever Hagar decides, I'm okay. She didn't say that Hagar is an old man. What does an old man know about wigs? And I told you that some of the wigs that you wear, it makes you look old. When you ask Hagar, he will tell you that this wig that you are wearing, the king will not be pleased with it. It makes you look old. But you say that, ah, what do you know? What can you say about my wig? You are a guy and an old man. What do you know? <laughs> oh, Jesus. But hey, guys, said that I have accompanied, I have accompanied with King Ahasuerus. I know the type of lady he wants. Sometimes when you dress, you tell yourself that. You want to look sexy. Have you, have you, have you had that thought before? What it means is that you want to look like a prostitute. Yeah, that's it. That is another way for putting it. Is that not the case? I, yeah, I want to look sexy. You want to look like a prostitute. That is what it means. Oh yeah, that is true. Uh-huh. You don't use it like that. But that is what it means. Why do you want to dress to look sexy? Why? It's a word. No. You see, think about the words you use. And you will have understanding. Yeah. What does it mean? Say you want to look good. Right? Okay, say you want to look good. Because you see, you are, you know, you are dressing to get our approval. You are not getting approval from animals. You are getting approval from human beings. Is that not the case? Uh-huh. So, say that. You, you know, you want to dress to look good. If you say you, you know, you want to be sexy, you know, it makes me cringe. Because I don't know what you are talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Cool. So the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help you 
to make a choice. Right? The Holy Spirit will help you. Esther's clothes did not have any lapel starting from here. Because you have a nice legs. No. You see the, 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 the Muslims. They cover everywhere. And, and, and I, and then I ask myself, so how can the man know that this lady is eyes? You can see a nice lady by looking at the eyes. Because the Bible says that with my eyes, I will guide you. The beauty is in the eyes. Yeah. Look. The beauty is in the eyes. Hmm. You don't know what I'm... Yeah, the beauty is in the eyes. So ask yourself, so how can these guys know that the lady is beautiful? How do I look, baby? Yeah, man. The beauty is in the eyes. So don't dress to look sexy. I can see you are beautiful through the eyes. Yeah. So I don't look anywhere. I look your eyes. And I see the beauty in your eyes. Isn't it? Yeah. So the mother will say that my eyes are on you. The young man will say that I have my eyes on you. I have my eyes on you. What is he talking about? He's saying that he has meant your life. He's telling you that he is interested in you. I have my eyes on you. Wherever you go, my eyes are trailing you. I mean, yeah, I have my eyes. So the beauty is in the eyes. You understand what I'm saying? Good. For lack of knowledge, my people perish. I'll start from that verse. Hosea 4, 6. For lack of knowledge. If you don't have knowledge, you will perish. And knowledge is power. Those who have knowledge excel in life. Those who don't have knowledge, they don't excel. So the Bible says that get knowledge. Get understanding. A good parent will tell a child that the only possession I can leave for you is education. Try to get knowledge. Try to get understanding. Because if you don't have knowledge and if you don't have understanding, you will perish. I read a book And the story is that this man had a dream and he went to church. In the dream, he found himself in a church. And in the church, they were conducting funeral service. So they were singing songs. You know, the casket was there, covered, singing songs. songs. We shall meet at the other side of the river, whatever, whatever. And then they gave him a program. You know, the funeral program. And then, as he was singing, he asked himself, after they had sung about four verses and the service was almost at an end and they were singing the last hymn, he asked himself, "Ah, whose funeral is this? So he turned over the program and he found his picture. 
this happened in a dream. He saw his picture. And then he said, I'm not, I'm not dead. Stop singing the song. And then he woke up. So when he woke up, as usual, he just um, carried on as though nothing had happened. Why? Because for lack of knowledge, whether you are a believer or not, you will perish. If you cross the street where an oncoming car is at a full speed, when you, when you are knocked down, you will die. Even though you speak in tongues. So, for lack of knowledge, you will perish. There are some people, they think that they are invisible because they are Christians. No, but foolishness can, you know, can, can kill you. You know what I'm saying? So, the guy woke up and then he carried on. But you see, if I had that dream, with what I know, I will get up and then roast the program in the fire of God and call for the fire of God to scatter the people who had assembled to sing funeral songs on my behalf. I will call for the fire of God from above. I will say the fire that Elijah called from above. I I am calling upon that fire, Lord. Your word says that thou shalt decree a thing and it will be established. So I decree that let fire come from heaven to scatter those people in the name of Jesus. And I call it done. And the program that I was given, I roast it in the fire of God. I will live and not die. And I will declare the glory of the Lord. Because he who lives in me is greater than he who lives in the world. And God has given me authority to trample over the scorpions, over the lions, and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm me. There is no enchantment against Jacob that will stand. Because I am a child of God. I can call forth fire from heaven. And I can decree and it will be established. And I will roast, I will roast the demons. The guy got up and then he just carried on. Shortly after that, his wife and four children were traveling. They were involved in an accident. They all perished. After a week, the man himself perished. Because the service had already been concluded. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. But if you don't have knowledge, you will just perish. And then somebody will look at you and say that, ah, God has disappointed me. I thought he was a Christian. A Christian without knowledge will perish. That is why God will guide you through the word of God. Because he has created his universe. And he has given us the operating manual to operate the universe. There are people who don't read. 
the Bible, they don't read. So some of the stories, they look like fairy tales. God will guide you through the word of God. He will guide you through prayer. But I'll talk about the word of God and prayer tomorrow. But for now, I want to talk to you about the power of dreams and visions. Hallelujah. The power of what? Job 33, 14. Job 33. God will guide you through dreams and visions. Dreams are spiritual monitors. When you have a thermometer, it can tell the doctor your, your temperature. Dreams can also tell your spiritual temperature. For God speaketh once, yea, twice. Yet, follow me, alright? Yet, man perceiveth it not. God is speaking through dreams. God is revealing things to you through dreams. But you get up in the morning and you don't understand and then you move on. You don't ask, what is God trying to reveal to me? Every dream has a meaning. Dreams are things that will happen in the future. So God is speaking. But man does not perceive. Man does not understand. You say, God, direct me. And he says that, yes. Psalm 32 verse 8. I will instruct you. And I will direct you. And I will teach you the way you should go. And he's going to do that through dreams and visions. Let's go on. How is God speaking? In a dream. In a vision of the night. When deep sleep falleth upon men. In slumberings upon the bed. We live a very busy life. So God cannot speak to us during the day. The trains are disturbing. Fire service are disturbing. Police officers are disturbing. So you don't hear when God speaks to you. So normally God will get your attention when you are asleep. We have 24 hours in a day. True or not true? And we are supposed to sleep 8 hours. So one third of the hours we have during the day is devoted to sleep. Is that not the case? We have 365 days in a year. So if we have to sleep 8 hours a day, right, then you have to divide 365 days divided by 8. What do you get? What do you get? Do the math for me. I know it's a lot. I will not ask Lady Pastor Emma because she has allergies. As far as figures are concerned. What is it? 45. 46. 45. So, so, so in a, in a year, you are supposed to sleep 45 days. 
It's very significant. It's a lot of sleeping hours. So, if God gives you 70 years to live, you would be sleeping a lot. A whole lot. You understand what I'm saying? Go to verse 16. When you sleep and God comes to you with dreams and visions, what he does is that he opens your ears, your spiritual ears, and select their instruction. Give me New Living Translation. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. So, you will have a dream and God has so many things to tell you in the dream. Sometimes he will give you a warning. Alright? He will warn you about certain things. Or sometimes he will encourage you regarding certain things. Or sometimes he will confirm certain things. And all these things takes place during your sleep. Hallelujah. So verse 17, he makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride. Another purpose of dream is to turn you from pride. Because some of the dreams when you wake up, you are terrified. And then you lose all the pride. You understand what I'm saying? So dreams are very powerful. Numbers 12 verse 6. Numbers 12 verse 6. And the Lord said to them, Now listen to what I say. If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, would reveal myself in dreams and visions. So God reveals himself to prophets. God reveals himself to people. God reveals himself to his children. God directs his children through dreams and visions. Hallelujah. So if you don't have dreams, then you are in a serious situation. Because God is giving you direction through dreams and visions. And when you go to bed, you don't dream at all. And dreams represent your spiritual monitor. You can see if you are doing well through your dreams. If God is instructing you, he will instruct you through dreams as we have read. So if you don't dream, then in the next year, pray to God that he will make you dream. Because the Bible has promised that he is going to instruct us and lead us and teach us the way we should go. Hallelujah. So if you don't dream, don't be proud of the fact that you don't dream. (laughs) Pray the Lord. Give me a dream. Lord, let me have a dream. 
Without being a dreamer. Do you know that song? They did not sing the song for nothing. What song do you play? Are you a Yankee? Play proper, proper songs. Hallelujah. Lord, let me have a dream. Something, something. Without being a dreamer. And let me work with diligence. Always knowing. La, 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 Oh, Lord. La, 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 la. La, 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 For you. Coo, coo, coo. La, la, la. To, 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 to. Okay, all right. So we need to have dreams. Hallelujah. Acts 2, 17. Acts 2, 17. In the last days, are we in the last days? Yes. Yes. God says, I will pour out my spirit. Everything starts with the Holy Spirit. When you have Holy Spirit, you will have dreams. If you don't have dreams, begin to pray about it. Lord, give me dreams. Because the Bible says that in the last days, he will pour out his spirit. And one of the signs for you to know that God has poured his spirit if you are sleeping at this time, you are not called. I tell you. I will pour out. I'm preaching a very powerful message. Hallelujah. Listen. Otherwise, in the next year, you say to yourself that God has disappointed you. It's because when I was showing you how he would instruct you, you were sleeping. You and the person who didn't come, you are the same. All right. God says, listen, shh. God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. When the Holy Spirit is poured upon you, your sons, And your daughters will prophesy. Your young men, they will see visions. And as for your old men, when you, one of the signs that you are old is that you, you, you sleep a lot. You sleep a lot. And the old men will dream dreams. You go to bed at 7.30, latest 8. And you sleep uh, to the following morning. And you wake up and then you say that, I'm tired. Hey! Hey! Your old man will do what? Dream dreams. So God says that I will pour out my spirit and your, and your old man, they will dream dreams. So, beloved, when the Holy Spirit is poured upon the church, one of the things that we must look for is the ability to dream. Because through dreams, God instructs us. Hallelujah! So, what is a dream? Series of thoughts, images, and pictures that occur during sleep. If we can interpret some of our dreams... 
we can prevent many things from happening to us. You see, the man who had a dream that he was in a funeral service, if you could have interpreted that dream well, he would have saved himself and his family. Hallelujah. So dreams are vehicles of communication, of information during your sleep. Hallelujah. Let's look at some examples of dreams in the Bible. Quickly. Genesis 15 verse 1. We have to be fast. Genesis 15 verse 1. Some time later, the Lord spoke to Abraham. In what? In a vision. So if God spoke to Abraham in a vision, he cannot also speak to you. And said to him, do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. So sometimes all that you need is this blessed assurance to encourage you, to let you know that God is with you, to let you know that your heart should not be troubled, to let you know that he is with you always. So God appeared to Abraham and he told Abraham, do not be afraid, for I will protect you and I will reward you and you will be great. Hallelujah. So God was reminding Abraham that he would give him a son. Sometimes you have a dream and then when you rise up, you know that God has given you a message. One day I had a dream. I will be telling you a series of dreams that I've had. I had a dream and in the dream, I met one of our family members who died a long time ago. And he was a very prominent man. 1966, he was the foreign secretary of Ghana and the first UN president from Africa. Very prominent man. And he had died very long ago. So I remember in my dream, I was driving after church service. And I saw him sitting by the side of the road, you know, dressed in an ordinary manner. So when I saw him, I said, ah, this is the guy. So when I got to where he was, I waved at him. And then he noticed me. So I drove further. And I saw him sitting on another side of the road. So I came out of my car. And I went to him and I asked him, how is life on the other side? Because I know he had died. So I asked him, how is life on the other side? Then he told me, That life on the other side is very different than life here. And the things that we hold so dear. And the people that we think they are high and mighty, over there they don't count at all. And the things that we hold so dear, when we get to the other side, they don't count. So I asked him, so then what should we do? He said, make sure that you are saved. Your family is saved. And your community is also saved. So after that, he had a nice bow tie. You know, these days I can't wear my bow ties. But I will come back to them again. (laughs) He had a nice bow tie. So, and then a robe. So he saw me spying the bow tie. So he asked me, it seems like you like my bow tie. I said, yes, it's very nice. He said, do you like it? I said, yeah. So he gave it to me. 
And then when he gave me the bow tie, he said, this bow tie you have is only good for this world. But where you are going, it will not be needed. So where you are going, you bring it to me. Because where you are going, it will not be needed. So I said, okay. So he gave me the bow tie and then the robe. And I came to sit in my car. As soon as I started, I saw three demons chasing me. So I realized that I had taken something that belonged to them. Something that will distract my attention. You know, and sometimes in the dream, you speed up. But you realize that you are still not speeding. So I tried to speed up. But the car was, you know, at a standstill. Hey, and at a point, you know, I just, you know, manage my legs in a certain way just to fly. So I realized that, you see, the bow tire was a distraction. And I was driving my car. And car is a representation of ministry. So, when I woke up, I felt that the Lord was talking to me. That I should take my eyes off the things of this world. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. These things, bow ties, um, you know, <clears throat> all those things can be distraction. But focus on the ministry and these things will be added and where you are going, you don't need them. You understand? Yeah. So these days, anything goes. You understand? Okay. So dreams are very important. When I woke up, I knew exactly what the Lord was trying to communicate to me. Amen. Genesis 20, verse 1. Abimelech. Genesis 20. Abraham moved south to Negev and lived for a while between Kadesh and Sheh. And then he moved on to Gerar while living there as a foreigner. Abraham introduced his wife Sarah by saying, she is my sister. So can Abimelech of Gerar send for her and had her brought to him at his palace. But that night, that night, God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, you are a dead man. For that woman you have taken is already married. For, but Abimelech had not slept with her yet. So sometimes your kumso is a way of God trying to deliver you. Alright? Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Didn't Abraham tell me she is my sister? So Abimelech, he didn't do anything wrong. He relied on the words of Abraham. And in those days, kings were powerful. They can say, bring this one to me now. Bring this one quickly. So, he didn't do anything wrong. But what he didn't know was that he had taken a friend of God's wife 
by Abraham line. You know? So, Abimelech said, but didn't Abraham tell me she's my sister? And she herself said, so she also concurred. Yes, he's my brother. I acted in complete innocence. My hands are clean. Ah! In a dream, God responded, yes, I know you are innocent. That's why I kept you from sinning against me and why I did not let you touch her. So it was God's doing that he was kumzo. All right? Now return the woman to her husband and he will pray. You see, Sunday I'll talk about this. The pastor lied. When you look at the pastor, he has the same problems as you. Sometimes you can even say that even, even, even you, you are not a pastor. But the pastor's problems are more than you. So how can he be a pastor to you? You are deceived. You are deceived. But you need that pastor's prayer for you to be restored. Do you understand it? Okay. So the Bible says that now return the woman to her husband and he will pray for you. For he is. He is what? He is what? The person who lied is a prophet. He is still a prophet. That is the part that we miss it. I said that is the part we miss. That is the part that we miss. If you read your Bible, eh, the Lord will guide you. The Lord will guide you. Eli saw his church member who was in serious problem praying. Oh, and if pastor has come to see your church member praying, why should you say that your church member is drunk? Oh. Oh, these modern day pastors, because they don't pray, when they see somebody praying, they can't see. That is for tomorrow. He says, go and look for the prophet and let him pray for you so you will live. So you will live. Ah, how can this man pray for me? That is why when I say close your eyes, let me pray for you. You don't close your eyes. You don't close your eyes. You don't. You say these days when we go to church, we must, you know, hold on to our bags and our iPhones. So when, when you are standing in front of the pastor, these days the pastors, we can't trust them. So you don't, you know, you don't close your eyes. And the reason why you don't also close your eyes is that you don't have any faith in him. That is why you will be with a church member who is doing various things and the pastor doesn't know. He says, I don't want the pastor to know. I don't want anybody to know. This is secret. Hey, if the pastor knows, he will add his prayer to it. Even though he was drunk, he will add his prayer to it. Even though he lied, he will add his prayer to it. Because God has not called angels to pastor you. He has called people who are chosen from among us. We are flesh and blood. You have sons. The pastor also has sons. Isn't it? You can look at a woman lastly. The pastor also has the same problem. It is just by the grace of God. It is just by the grace of God. It is, it is, it is. It is just by God's grace. 
Just by the grace of God. If you think I'm preaching because I'm perfect, it's because you don't know my sins. You would have prevented me from preaching. You would have taken the microphone from me. Oh yeah. And let the man who lied to you, the prophet, let him pray for you. So that you will live. Yeah. What are you going to do? Oh, pastor, we are going to do something. No, we are going to talk, you know, you know, sometimes, 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 sometimes. And they call, they call you daddy. But they cannot explain to you what they are going to do. Something. If my daughter is going out to do things, he will not tell no, she will not tell me that I'm going to do a couple of things. Where's my beautiful hey, I have a beautiful daughter here. Josie, where's Josie? Where's Josie? Auntie Josie? She has been you know signed to Sunday school. Yeah. Ah, stand up, let her. Is she not beautiful? She's beautiful. Do you think that when she's going somewhere, she will tell Daddy, I'm going to do a couple of things? No, I would demand, and I have another one too. I'd be beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> she will not tell me that I'm going to do a couple of things. What couple of things? What is couple? And what is things? No, the child will just tell you everything. When people call me daddy, they irritate me. I'm serious. It is an irritating in my ears. Because they are not, you know, they, you know, their life is, you know, is so secretive. You don't, you know, you don't even know. And they give wrong signals to other people. That, oh, because you are cool with him or her, you know everything about, no. He is a stranger, just as you are also a you know, a stranger. You don't know anything. So suddenly you hear something and then you know you are surprised. Ah, but I have been accompanied with this person forever. No, you don't know. If I know, I will add my prayer. When Hannah informed Eli, this is my problem. This is why I am crying and I am praying the way I am praying. So, oh really? I didn't know. May the Lord make your heart desire come to pass. He added his prayer to her prayer and God answered it. I'm going to do a couple of things. Because when you see your pastor, he also has the same problems and sometimes even his problems are more. That is how God has made it. That is how God has structured things. But I'll save that for tomorrow. Let's go on. Abimelech got up early the next morning and quickly called all his servants. When he told them what had happened, his men were terrified. So in a dream, he got a direction of what to do. Do you think he would keep Sarah? No. Continue reading, you will see. Because of the direction, he did not get up in the morning and said, oh, Last night we you know we dined. So maybe out of the abundance of the Moscato wine, 
I'm speaking by heart. No. A revelation was given to him. A direction was given to him through the dream. So if you hit your bed and you go pa, pa, kwa, 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 then you wake up and then you use your hand to wipe the It's a travesty of spiritual justice. Pray that you will dream. Hallelujah. So, read the rest for your quiet time. You will find it. Genesis 28 verse 10. Genesis 28 verse 10. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stopped there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from the earth up to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham. And the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. God revealed his destiny to him through what? and visions. Your destiny can be revealed to you. Through what? Lord, let me have a dream. Lord, let me have a dream. Joseph, Genesis 37, verse 1. Genesis 37. So Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan where his father had lived as a foreigner. Verse 2. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flock. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So, one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him. God was giving him a dream about what is going to happen. In the future. In those days, Egypt was the ancient civilization. Apart from the, the Jewish people, nobody else had heard about God. You know, nobody. There is no nation that had heard about God. So, for God's name to be spread abroad, all that he, you know, all that he had to do is to do one miracle in a very powerful nation. So God can do a very powerful miracle here in America. The other time, a coach was gathering his people to go and, and play. 
And prior to that, he told them that they should pray. They suspended him. And I was just saying to myself that these same people, right, let's say that a terrorist ran into them and started shooting them. They will call for prayer for them. You know, oh my Jesus. Meanwhile, they say in God we trust. Don't trust the president when he says that he is protecting you. Pray to the God who can protect. Yeah, because we have abandoned God. If they have spiritual eyes, they will know that we are very vulnerable. I pray that they will not discover, they will not discover why the forefathers chose this motto, in God we trust. The day somebody will rise up and say, let us remove in God, yeah, you must pray about it because it, it can come to pass. It's in discussion. Uh, as soon as it is done, tell me, I'll go back to where I come from. Oh yeah, because that is what is protecting this nation. The day some foolish man will get up and say, let us remove it in God we trust. Because there are so many people here who don't believe in God. So, in order not to offend them, let us remove it. And you will have another equally evil people who will concur to that. Pray against it. Rather than praying for your papers. Pray, 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 pray that one. (laughs) Yeah, pray. Pray against it. One town, one of the Senate, you know, house speakers, Resigned because the mayor refused to cave in that we should call this sign Merry Christmas. He said that we should say Happy Holidays. Do we say Merry Christmas or why are we celebrating the holidays? Isn't it Christmas? So if I go about, uh, I mean, I don't even know what to say. So, okay. So, so Christmas, is it happy or holidays? Which one? Is it happy or holidays? It's Christmas. So there are people who are fighting it. Meanwhile, when something happens, then they gather the people and then they say that let us go and call for, they don't call um, a malam. Neither do they call a rabbi. They go to look for the priest. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not doing our work well. We are not. Now, when you turn to even the Christian stations, they are discussing politics. Meanwhile, the devil is busy turning things upside down. Hey. Hey. Please be on the lookout as soon as you hear. <laughs> let me know. Yeah. God has removed his hand from this country. That is my belief. And you must seek your own insurance. You must look for your own protection. Don't look for Obama to protect you. He has no idea what he's talking about. San Bernardino. 
The people were just there. And you come and tell that I'll protect you. (laughs) We live in dangerous times. Very dangerous. So, if God could do a miracle in Egypt, the whole world would know. So, God gave Joseph a dream that one day he will become a big man and his brothers will be bowing to him. But that wasn't the essence of the dream. The essence of the dream was that God wanted to make his name known. So, he would send the Israelites to Egypt. You see, the first day that God met Abraham, the covenant that was made to cement the love, God said that for 400 years, your people will become slaves. That was the covenant. And God was going to use, it started from Joseph. So, if the Israelites had not become slaves in Egypt, and through them, God demonstrated his mighty power. You see, at a point, Pharaoh's people said that, hey, what is happening is as though God is fighting for these people. When you watch the ten, the ten uh, commandment or whatever, at a point when the waters came together, Pharaoh said that God, he is God. That was why Rachel hid the spies. Because Rachel said that we have heard we have heard what your God did to the Egyptians. We have heard. So because of what she heard the whole thing started with a dream. But God had the big agenda. Big plan. So everywhere that the Israelites passed there was terror because they had heard about their God. That was how, it was through, you know, Joseph's dream that the entire world came to know the God of Israel. Because when Moses appeared before Pharaoh, Pharaoh said that, who, who, who is that God? Who is he? That I should let the people go. Who is he? That I should listen to him. But after he saw one or two miracles, hey, then they came to know the God of Israel. So through dreams, God can reveal his plans. Big plans. God can reveal the plans to you. And he did it through Joseph. Pharaoh. We know Pharaoh's story. And we know the cupbearer story. Genesis 40. They had dreams. Pharaoh himself had a dream. First Samuel chapter 3. Samuel had a dream. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare. 
It is difficult to get a message to preach. So if you have 10 points, you divide them into, into, in five umbo. Six weeks, you will be, you know, you'll be preaching the same message because it was rare in those days. You don't share your points by heart. Two a day. It's like you are taking paracetamol. Two a day. Or one a day. Multivitamins. One a day. Because in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare. And visions were quite uncommon. Verse number two. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was asleep in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel, 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 what is it? He got up and he ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you. Eli replied, go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel, again, Samuel, get up. Went to Eli. I'm here. I didn't call you. Go back. Move on, move on, move. Samuel did not yet know the Lord. That means he had not learned anything about dreams and visions. He was clueless, just like you and me. He could not interpret it. For lack of knowledge, he was getting up back and forth. No. So, he had never had a message from the Lord before. Eight. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli. You see, the message was against the man of God. But he was the one who could tell. The message was about him. But the person who got the message could not. It took the man of God. That is for tomorrow. It took the man of God to tell the person that this call is about me. So when, you see, it's amazing that when people start doing well, small, no, you cannot even talk to them. You cannot even advise, especially when they begin to smell of a lady. You see, when, 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 when you begin to smell of a lady and then boys are just you know, running around like flies, you cannot advise them because they know it all. They can't, I mean, they can't get it. They can't. The message was about, about him, Eli. But the one through whom the message was coming did not have experience. Took the man of God to tell him that actually what is Look, the pastor was experienced. Irrespective of all his sons. Irrespective of the fact that he could not correct his children. The anointing was still there. Yeah. So you see, God gave direction. Through what? Dreams and visions. So, I believe that Eli knew that he was going to die anyway through the direction and through the dream that God gave. So if he has some farm for his relative, he could part it. He could write. 
his obituary, he could you know, give directions as to how his, his you know, funeral would be. You know, pray that God will give you a dream like that. Then, then, then you will write so that the pastors don't tell lies. That he was a powerful man of God. You know, meanwhile, you were not a powerful man of God. We beg you before you come to church. You understand what I'm saying? All right. Judges 7. Judges 7.12. Judges 7.12. The armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east had settled in the valley like a swarm of locusts. Their camels were like grains of sand on the seashore, too many to count. Gideon crept up just as a man was telling his companion about a dream. God wanted to use Gideon. But Gideon was afraid. He didn't have any faith in himself. He didn't have any confidence. So God wanted him to hear something. The dream that somebody had. To do what? To encourage him. Some of the dreams encourages us. So listen, Gideon crept up just as a man was telling his companion about a dream. The man said, I had this dream. And in my dream, a loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the Midianite camp. It hit a tent, turned it over, and knocked it flat. Hey, what a dream. His companion answered, your dream can mean only one thing. God has given Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelites, victory over Midian and all its allies. The Lord made it possible that as the man was sharing this dream, Gideon heard it. What do you think would have happened? Now the guy would be strange. Hey, Chobwe, 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 let's go. <laughs> and that is what happened. Read verse, you know, verse 15. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, that is what happened so he bowed in worship before the Lord then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted get up for the Lord that is what he did Get up, for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianites. Why? Because the Lord made it possible for him to hear the dream. That's somebody. If you don't dream, it's a serious thing. If you think you ate too much, then don't eat too much before you go to bed. You see the importance of dreams. All right. In the coming year, the Lord is going to guide you through dreams and visions. First Kings chapter 3 verse 5. How can I say thanks for all the things that you've done for me, Lord? That night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. And God said, what do you want, man? What do you want? What do you want? The Lord can appear in a dream and ask, what do you want? 
Number four, Daniel 2, verse 4. Then the astrologers answered the king in Aramaic, Long live the king. Tell us the dream, and we will tell you what it means. Let's go on. Let's go on. Can we please go on? But the king said to the astrologers, I'm serious about this. If you don't tell me what my dream was and what it means, you are down for. <laughs> Why? Because of the fact that the dream terrified him. 
And when we read Job 33, the Bible says that when God gives us dreams, one of the reasons why dreams are given is to terrify us. Hallelujah. Warnings. So here you also see. Let's read Luke 1 verse 5. Zacharias. You see the purpose of this is to let you know that God communicated with people through dreams and visions. So that's what I'm doing. When Herod was king, there was a Jewish priest named Zachariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah. And his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zachariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. But they had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive. And they were both very old. If your pastor is unable to conceive, and he is calling forth for people who want to conceive. You won't come forward. No, you won't. When he's praying for you, you will not even come forward. Now let's come you know, and receive prayers. Yeah. Look at somebody who wants to pray for me. I'll save this one for tomorrow. Look at... That is what we say. Even though we don't vocalize it. There are so many things that if I could shine my torch in your brain, I would be afraid to stand here to preach to you. Oh yeah! Look at the guy who wants to pray. For That's why wives are very, 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 very unimpressed by their pastor husbands. Yeah, because they see your boxer shorts and your big stomach. <laughs> And you come and hold microphone. When you enter the chamber and then they don't know that you first went there. And you didn't open the door to you closed it. So when they open two people in the house and I didn't go there. Look at him. So when you are preaching, that is the, the thought that is going through. So they can receive. So Elizabeth and um, Elizabeth and Zachariah God deliver wives from familiarity. Deliver. God deliver pastors' wives from especially those who think that they have audacity to say everything and anything. Pray that God hold no hold her hand. Pray that God will deliver her for, and the rest of the pastors' wives here. Familiarity. Call, yeah, call by his side. Yeah. You are standing in the gap, yeah. So, Zachariah, he had been a pastor in the place for a long time. No issue. Look at it. You will see that he has always been dedicating people's children. Always. 
Verse number 8. One day Zachariah was serving God in the temple for his order was on duty that week. So if you are a pastor in the church, you will know that people in the church are giving birth. You will be dedicating children. When you are on duty, you will be dedicating children. Isn't it? But he himself, he didn't have one. So verse 9. As was the custom of the priest, he was chosen by Lord to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zachariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. Zachariah was shaking and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zachariah. God has heard your prayer. So as he was dedicating your children, he also had a problem. One day I was called upon to go and sort out a problem. So when I went and I sat down, okay, bring the issue now. I realized that, hey, this is the same issue. Life is wonderful. Same issue that I was also facing. And I had been called upon to come and solve. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Same issue. Same. You may think that the pastor doesn't want a child. When he shoots, he doesn't land. That is the problem. Not that he he has made a decision not to have one. I, I mean, he can't. He's trying, but he cannot. He is praying for you to have one. But he himself, he has a problem. He himself had a problem. Paul was a powerful man of God. Raising the dead, healing, but he had an issue. He had a thorn in his flesh. And he was praying to God, God, take this away. You, you know, you anoint me to do powerful things, but I still have this problem. There are certain issues that I have been praying to God for. So now even when somebody tells me that he has that problem, I say, mm, it is well. Mm, it is well. Mm. Because I have that problem too. So I am not confident to pray for you. I say, mm, it is well. The Lord will do it. Mm, it is well. Elizabeth will have a child. Elizabeth will give you a son. And you have to name him John. Through dreams and visions. Through dreams and visions. Through dreams and visions. God assured him that your labor in the Lord will not be in vain. How come you pray for people but you are in need of the same issue? It is just a matter of time. Because you see, you know, God intentionally delayed the birth of John to match with the arrival of Jesus. You know, the guy who is coming, he, he, he is on the road from Dallas. And you know, from Dallas to here, it takes a while. So keep quiet and then don't issue threats to God. It has to coincide with certain, you know, certain things to come. You know what I'm saying? So all the delays, it wasn't like the guy was not powerful. 
Have you seen a man of God who shoots blanks before? No. Powerful. He knows this tiger. Boom. Because the Bible says that thou shalt decree a thing and it will be established. Why should I shoot blanks? It is not possible. At this my age, I can still shoot blanks. Hey! It was just God's timing. But I believe that the pastor was getting discouraged. So God just came to him and then assured, assured him. At this my age, I need help, mom. It's true. I need help. I have to say the truth. At this my age, I need help. <laughs> if you need help, you have to say it. Yeah. If you need help, say it. Then you will get help. Hallelujah. Okay. Matthew 1 verse 20. I'm preaching. Matthew 1 verse 20. Matthew 1 20. And when he considered this, when he considered this, we are talking about Joseph now. When he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All of this, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Hey, the young man found um, a brand new um, car from the dealer, zero mileage. When he, he slept and then woke up, something, something, something has happened. Hey, what happened? Well, then let, let me hear your story. He, the lady was giving um, cock and bull's story. <laughs> this, this, this story, we haven't heard it before. What a new doctrine is this? That you were going somewhere and then in the night somebody called Holy Spirit. Holy, holy, holy what? And spirit what? Coming from where? How does he look like? But you know, there are some stories when they begin to tell you, you know that it's a cock and bull story. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Holy Spirit. How does he look like? Hey, come on, Joe. So, you know what? He did what every man will do. Except that he would not do something that you and I would not do. Telling everybody our story. But he decided that, you know what? You see, God did not choose Joseph for nothing. Joseph doesn't have a big mouth like us. So he decided that, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to do this thing quietly. And as he slept, the Holy Spirit came and said, hey, we you are trying to leave your body. Hey. 
a lady that means the Holy Spirit I am interested in, you are going to let her go. Share. Get there yourself on your bride. Get there yourself quickly and stop that rough there. He said, What are you talking about? The lady that you are about to let her go. Me, the Holy Spirit. Personally, I like her. And you are going to let her go. Hey, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. So when he woke up in the morning, he said, wow, I was about to let a powerful miracle pass me by. So he changed his mind. So I guess in the morning, the, you know, his countenance surprised the wife. Hey, what is going on? What happened? The guy was, he said, hey, put on the song for me. <laughs> Water he turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. Hey, the Lord you. My Lord you. had had a powerful revelation. And he was about to do something cuckoo. So he got up. Thank God for dreams and visions. Thank God for dreams and visions. Yesterday is gone. Another day. You see, yesterday I was foolish, but another day has come. Do something new. In my life, yesterday is gone, and the day has come. Oh, do something in my life. Oh, do something Something in my life. Oh, Lord, do, do something in my life. Something in my life. Something in my life. was wondering but what she did not know was that she he had had a revelation a dream and a vision so he changed his mind commit your ways 
into the hand of the Lord. One senior pastor told me a story. He said he had a, a beloved that he wanted to get married to. I mean, I know that beloved. Be- beautiful. Hey, beautiful. So when he was debating that, you know, uh, the time has come. Let me go. He had a dream. And in the dream, he was going to the beloved's house. And in front of the house was a big tree. And then he saw the beloved tied by two people who were my former, 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 former height mates. You understand? They were former, 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 former height mates. Who are tied them. The lady. So, as he was entering the house, he, he, you know, he asked, why have you tied my beloved on the tree? He said, she is ours. They were two. Former, 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 former height mates. He said, she is ours. So don't come. Then he got up. When he got up, the dream was clear. You and I will say, the Lord has revealed to redeem. I'm going on 21 days. You are, you are a fool. The Lord has revealed to you that run away. Don't fight unnecessary battles. Don't. But the modern day Christians wasting your time. Run away fast! The dream was so clear. He didn't go again. And you see, there are, there are certain calls when they don't come. You know that <laughs> love don't live here anymore. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Yeah. When you call and then they ask you, whoop <laughs> Then you know that, you know, it's over. But you see, he is a very powerful man of God. So he, he explained it in a nice way. That you know, it cannot work. And the Lord saved him. And when you listen to his testimony regarding how he met his wife, current one, you know that it is the doing of the Lord. So Joseph had a vision, a dream. A lady that the Holy Spirit also is in, interested in. She must be powerful. So he got up and then he shook himself. And then he carried on. May you have dreams. Amen. And may you have visions. Amen. Hallelujah. 2.13. Matthew 2.13. Matthew 2. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child and kill him. 
This same Joseph had a dream that this child that was born through the Holy Spirit is being sought by Herod to kill. If he didn't have a dream and somebody told him, he would say, ah, no. When this child was about to be born, angels announced his birth. He would know all the scriptures. Yet though you walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. You will prepare a table and you will quote all the verses. Because you love me, you will give people in exchange for my life. Who, 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 who can declare and say that it will come to pass if the Lord has not said? You will, you know, you will you know, quote all the verses. Wouldn't God be able to save? Because he says that he will not let your foot to be moved. No. Listen, there is a time to fight too. And there is a time to run away. If you see that the guy is bigger than you, you mellow. I mean, you keep quiet. And then you say, you know what? I don't want to fight you. And then you find somewhere. No. You don't go. I mean, when you see the way the person is. No. You say, I'm sorry. Oh, to know you run away. Otherwise, your dental formula will be changed. <laughs> So, when he woke up, he followed exactly what the angel told him. He was given a direction in his dream. He did not try to do otherwise. No. He said, get up, run. Take your child. Take, take, take God and run. How can I take God and run? Yeah, at a point, when you are following God's orders, at a point, some of the orders, they don't look you know, it doesn't look sensible. But you have to. You have to. Carry, carry God and run away with God. Carry him and run away. And it was revealed you know, through dreams. Hallelujah. Amen. When you have a dream, don't, don't, no, don't say that it doesn't make sense. It will not make sense to you. You see what I'm saying? But dreams without the word of God, they don't work. If you want to check it, go to the word and see the confirmation there. That is why you cannot interpret dreams if you don't know the word of God. And, you, and if you are not guided by the Holy Spirit. It's a combo. It's a combo. Dreams, the Holy Spirit and the word of God, they go together. You, want to, you understand what I'm saying? Okay, we are just about to. Pilate's, Pilate's wife, Matthew 27. 19. It's a lot. Let's finish quickly. Hurry up. Matthew 27, 19. Just then, as Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him this message. Leave that innocent man alone. Leave that innocent man alone. But the lady was wasting her time because the husband was an unbeliever. So she would not, he would not understand. But the lady had a dream and she was terrified in the dream. So she sent a message to Pilate. 
leave that innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible nightmare about him last night. But Pilate, instead of listening to the dream, wanting to please the Jews, did otherwise. You understand? Ananias, Acts 9.10. So I'm showing you the importance of dreams and how God communicates to us through dreams. Acts 9.10, quickly. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see. If the Lord did not show Ananias this vision, he would never have gone. Never. Never. Because they were terrified of, of, of Paul. Never. He would never have gone. He would never. When you want to change jobs, pray that God will give you a vision. Pray. Any decision, pray that God will give you a vision. Pray. Even a car to buy. Pray. Because there are some cars and when you buy them, you will park the car and then walk. Because you can't buy gas. Mm. So, God gave him direction. Through what? Through what? That was why Ananias could go and minister. Alright? Acts 10. 1 and 6. Acts 10. Caesarea Philippi, there was a, um, a Roman captain, Italian regiment, too. He was a devout, God-fearing man. He gave generously to the poor and prayed to God every time, three. And then one day, you know, as he was praying, he had a vision that God was coming to him. Cornelius, whatever. Then he stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel, and the angel said, your prayers and your gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Let's go on. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He's staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. What happened? As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. Eight. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. The next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon. And then he also had a dream. He also had a dream. There was no way Peter would have gone to the house of a Gentile. There was no way. This Gentile named Cornelius also needed salvation. But salvation is of the Jews. So God needed a Jewish apostle to minister salvation to a Gentile Cornelius. So, in the first place, God gave him a vision. Who to call. And then before he got there, God didn't want any confusion. So he also gave the same vision to Peter. So when he came, there was no argument. He got up. Later on, when people were trying to criticize him, he said, stop that, Rob, you didn't see what I saw. Mm-hmm. 
it, you know, it stopped the matter. So sometimes it is not everybody that you follow up. There are some people God has already judged them. They are like uh, Ephraim. God has judged them already. And you are struggling, trying to follow them up. And you get tired. Don't worry. Pray that God should give you a vision whether to follow them up or not. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Acts 10, 9 to 15. This is what we read, right? Okay. The next one. Acts 16, 9 and 10. Acts 16, 9 and 10. Quickly. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there, pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and come and help us. Paul wanted to go somewhere to go and minister, but the spirit prevented him from going. Then he, God wanted to show him where he actually wanted him to go. So in the night, he had a vision and a man from Macedonia was standing there pleading, we need a pastor. Send, send us a pastor. We need a church here. Send us, send people to come and establish a church here. And because of the dream he had, it was so simple. He knew that God wanted him to go to Macedonia. Alright? Okay. Another scripture, Acts 18, 9 to 11. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent. One day I was so sad and depressed because of some issues I was going through. And I said to myself that I will not say anything to anybody anymore because people don't appreciate me and they don't understand my heart for them. I want them to do well. If you have a child, wouldn't you want your child to do well? So one day I had a dream. And the Lord told me that, you see, when Eli stopped correcting his children, the box stopped with him. God judged him. God judged him. Because he has made you a pastor over the church. He did not make the people pastors. So no matter what happens, when I come, I will ask you. I will ask. So straighten up and stop that rough day. Then I change my attitude. I say, make a me. If you like, come. If you, if, 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 you, if you like, don't come. Because I would not want God to judge me because of your attitude. No. I will say it. Because it is the Lord who built his church. Rather, as you make friends with the Holy Spirit, and He will blow the people. No, because sometimes we are we are we are tempted not to say anything, because people misunderstand and they repreach the message. So Jesus told Paul, "Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent." Verse ten: For I am with you. The person who is with you is the most important person. Not the people who are against you. Yeah. You must fear the one who can destroy you and cast you to hell. Rather than the people who are in God's hands and he can blow them like that. No. says, I am with you. 
And no one will attack and harm you. For many people in this city belong to me. What I have come to realize is that in this life, it is not everybody who will like you. But you'll be also surprised that you have other fans, people who also like you. So don't be sad that this person does not like me. No, tend to to the people who like you. And concentrate on them and be happy. Yeah. Yesterday I saw a lady, right? Some um, the lady with the beret and with you know with one proper leg and one um, leg in the cast. So I asked, ah, "How did you come to church?" She said, "Oh, I saw a flyer somewhere." So I said, "So how do you find the church?" I said, "The church is good, fine." When I come to church, this man of God, he preaches powerfully. Powerfully. So I don't want to miss the church. So he said, you know, but tomorrow, meaning today, I'm going to miss it. And it pains me. But I don't want to miss the church. I don't want to miss it. I want to come. Because the man of God is powerful. But you also have some people, when, when, when he preaches, you also re-preach the message. I will preach, I will preach to people who want to hear. And those who don't want to hear, I will send them confusion. Yeah. You, you, you see, we don't know what to do. We, you know, we played, you know, funeral songs, you know, for you. You, you know, you didn't cry. We also sang, that one, you didn't dance. What should we do? What should we do? Oh. Second Corinthians. Don't be angry with me, please. I'm begging you. It's Christmas. Second Corinthians 12, 1 to 6. That one, read it yourself when you go home. And let me move on. Principles for dream interpretation. I had a dream. What should I do? I had a dream. What should I do? Pastor, I had a dream. When I had a dream, I was in a car. The back seat of the car. And the car looked like a a limousine, white. And I was at the back of the seat. uh, Where do you want to be? The ties ties of the car. Of course, you'll be at the back of the seat. With, (laughs) With my prayer warrior. What does it mean? It means go for evangelism. <laughs> Pastor, does it mean that I have to marry him or what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So number one, when you have a dream, make a note of it so that you won't forget. I think it's in um, Habakkuk 2.2. Quickly. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. Give me new, um, new King James. Hey, sorry, King James. Let's see what King James says. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readed it. How many people have had dreams and by the time you could say Jack Robinson, you've forgotten the dream? They came to church today. Do you know 
what happens? There are dream stealers. They are spirit beings. They steal your dream. So, so before you can even make sense of the dream, it's gone already. It's gone. They are dream stealers. That is their job. They steal dreams. So you can't even understand. Even the dreams that you don't understand, it is the devil who came to manya the dreams. You know, he just confuses you so that you would not understand it. Because there is a message in there. So the Bible says that when you have a dream, first thing you do, write it down. Write it. Write it down. Look for a notebook. And write. Don't write it on your child's um, homework, homework book. Because he will take the homework book to his teacher and it won't come back again. So look for an iPad. One day I will inspect iPads in the church. What a hookra. What a hookra. Okay, all right. And I won't come there. So write it so that you will not forget. All right. Number two, understand that most dreams are symbolic. Don't rush until interpretation is clear and it's been given. When you have a dream that a lot of people have come to your house and then you get up in the morning, ah, the Lord wants me to sell my house. Who better one thing? Then you rush out and then you go and sell your house. You are a fool. No, don't do that. You don't have to do that. You don't rush out until interpretation is clear and it is given. That means that when you have a dream, pray about it. That is number three. Pray and ask God to reveal the message to you. Daniel 1.7, quickly. Daniel 1.7. Unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar and to Hananiah, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and to Azariah of, and to, and to Azariah of Abednego. Eight. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defy himself, whatever, A, B, C, and D. Five. Chapter five, verse eleven. Chapter five, verse eleven. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom the spirit of the holy gods and in the days of thy father light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of gods was found in him. Whom the king Nebuchadnezzar thy father the king made master of the magicians, astrologers, whatever. Verse 12. For as much as an excellent spirit of the Lord was with him, knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation. When, when you continue reading, when Daniel was called, he told the king that interpretation of dreams comes from the Lord. It is only God 
Don't look for any sign anywhere. Don't look for any sign in pray to God because God is the listen, everything is in, in, in the word of God. If you don't find it, then you didn't search for it. Don't have a dream and then you get up and then you tell my brother here, hey, last night I had a dream. Three crabs were following me. As I move forward, as I move forward, I saw three um, scorpions approaching. What does it mean? I don't know. Pray to God. He is the interpreter. The Holy Spirit can interpret the dreams for you. Alright? <clears throat> Number four. Most dreams can be understood if you break them into pieces. Most dreams can be understood if you break them into pieces. If you break them into pieces, you'll be able to understand the dreams and then the whole thing will come to you. Next one, the more difficult a dream, the more important it is to your life. So dreams that you don't understand and they are difficult, those dreams are very, very important to your life. The final one, Identify the main theme or concept of the dream. That means you will find out the outcome of the dream. You will note in the dream any number you find in the dream. And then take also note whether the dream is being repeated. Because sometimes dreams are repeated. Repetition is a sign that you have not addressed it. It also means that the issue is certain and urgent. Like when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, Daniel told him that this dream that you've had twice, no, I think it was Pharaoh, Pharaoh had a dream twice. So, Joseph told him that the fact that you've had it twice, it means that it is certain and it will come to pass. Alright? So, when you have, when the dream is repeated, it means it is important. It is certain. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. I am out of time. Because I promised you that I want to finish by 10. And it's 5 minutes to 10. So I want to finish. I want to pause here. But God will direct you next year through dreams and through visions. Don't ignore your dreams. Don't ignore the visions that God gives you. Because it's a clear sign where God wants to get you. Hallelujah. Tomorrow's service will be a fantastic story, you know, service.
And then you will have your bread. And we will 